0: Robin are here, and we have a interview today and really uh, an incredible guest. We're so excited. Andy Morihan.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Great. We're it's- great. We are so thrilled to have you, and we're nervous, and uh,
0: yeah, I can't wait
1: to hear what you have to say.
0: It's currently like 11 a.m. Sunday morning for us, and it's about 7 p.m. in uh Glastonbury. Glastonbury for you. <laughs> so am um, I we've Andy Moorhan, you are the director of November Rain. And we've created a podcast about November Rain. So this is we have a lot of questions, but we're just really excited to uh get to know more about you and kind of the process and the history behind the video. Okay. Yeah. i um, <laughs> I know gosh it's so it's like where do you even start um but I think you know I think I've been
2: asking myself that question for 30
0: years <laughs> right um and we know you you're you've done tons of music videos you're a music video director really um in have a, a, a huge accomplish credits and all those things. And, uh, but we're going to, we're going to talk specifically about like your work with Guns and Roses. Um, and I think like one of the first things that I just, we wanted to know is like, how, how did you get connected to guns? We know you started, um, you directed You Could Be Mine, which is, I, I love that video. Uh,
2: <laughs> I got connected to them, like I was doing, uh, previous to working with George Michael, I'd mm. been doing a lot of uh, music videos in the UK and then George Michael kind of blew up globally and I did videos like faith and father figure and incredible no Wonder yeah. sex and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and, um, Axel saw father figure, which was like a cinematic, you know, music video with mm. no performance in it. Um, George just plays, you know, a smoking cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would try to do a bit taxi driver there or whatever, but, um, but that became quite a big video on MTV and it won a, um, it won a best director video Amazing. and um, they tracked a guy called Josh Richmond, who Axel was at one of Axel's kind of muses at the time along with Del James oh, yeah. contacted me and I'm, I had to go through this hilarious process <laughs> of, of having like two or three meetings with Josh. I don't know if you ever come across this character in your research. but um,
1: I think, I, I, think he- I have it.
0: I, it's sounding familiar now, but now I'm yeah. We need to go back and revisit. I <laughs> yeah. walk
2: around with a cane with a, a snooker, you know, not so, a, a pool, uh, <laughs> black pool ball on the end of it. And he was this oh. really eccentric character, but yeah. I had to be vetted before. Yeah. I got more, uh huh.
1: The so they were vetting you for Axel.
2: Yeah. Basically.
1: Incredible.
2: And um, and then we finally kind of, uh, you know, he wanted to. You know, he was already thinking ahead to you know the big opus
3: Mm
2: -hmm. epic cinematic videos he was already looking ahead to that and he you know so he said oh you know I've got this story that Del James has kind of mapped out and um, and we want to you know do like a trilogy of videos and and all that kind of stuff and so I've tried pretty hard to understand where they were coming from (laughs) (laughs) because it was at best, a very volatile time with the band because mm-hmm. he was just leaving.
1: Wow. Um, what year was this, Andy?
2: This was 90, I think, or 90. Yeah, 90.
0: Okay, yeah. Izzy is he, is he left. I, I just rewatched You Could Be My Man. He's in part of that video, right? Didn't he kind of lay yeah. in between? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, it, it was, um, you know, we put extra little bits and bobs in there
0: yeah. of him, but
2: he was already out the door. And <laughs> Axel was not only really upset about it, but he was always all... Ready, taking control, really, of the band, which, wow. which I think was happening during making the Your Illusion too. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not sure Izzy or the rest of the band were particularly into these huge nine, ten minute songs <laughs> at the time. But that's that was, you know, Axel's, you know, uh, kind of axis of direction, really. You know, that's where he was going with it. And in a way, he had a vision for that that kind of proved right because when I started working with them, you know, the the album sales of Use Your Illusion one and two were hovering around mm-hmm. 14, 15 million. By the time we'd done all the videos, it it bust through 30 million.
3: Yeah.
2: So, you know, Axel kind of was smarter about it, and, you know, because the RevCon would go, no, you know, you can't spend this kind of money on a video, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he's going, i have got to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Um so that's kind of how I got hooked up with him. Other um, figure, yeah,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I love that song. It's actually one of my karaoke staples, and I know <laughs> the video, so I. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a really pleasing me right now to hear that that's <laughs> how this all started. Yeah, yeah. They did, and,
2: and uh, when we started talking, as you know, as I say, I mean, still to this day, you know, even the Del James story really wasn't what was in the videos. The Del yeah. James story is really about you know, a kind of rock star who, you know, falls off the cliff, you know, which, mm-hmm. which, is, which is not a, you know, unusual story in itself. No. So what we then try to do is kind of apply it to kind of semi Axel's life and what was going on with his regression therapy with,
1: oh, yeah. you know. Which he was doing in real life, right? He was doing
2: in real life. Yeah, yeah that's that true. Is is and then so, um, so we really got into the big stuff for, for Don't Cry and um yeah, so was, uh,
1: yeah we noticed
3: <laughs>
2: yeah but you see you to understand about this stuff nobody said right we're going to spend more money on this video than anything else and i've heard every you know every budget you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: banded about which is not necessarily accurate but all the videos apart from garden of eden which we'll talk about at the end all the videos started off yeah not cheap but maybe three four days or whatever mm-hmm and grew exponentially as we made them for, okay. for various reasons like, you know, Ben, not turning up or, yeah. you know, they were very kind of like vampires at the time, you know, they, they yeah. worked in the hours of six and six and,
0: you that know, was, if you wanted. To, yeah. That was something we, we saw that somewhere that you said that you had to
1: shoot very early in the morning because that's the only time they were, no, they I'd would had stay to keep up all night. My, I, yeah, I had to yeah. keep them
2: up all night and do daylight <laughs> shot, so, so so the daylight shots. So
1: all the daytime shots were like as the sun was just just
2: up. Yeah. And much. then that
1: was the la- and that was the end of that was wrap for the day.
2: They were crying. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. it's <goodness>, So cool. <laughs> and I so you know and the big and you know, the big wedding, you know, deluge of rain. Mm-hmm was all done about eight o'clock in the morning yeah, which, so which i actually think added something to the to the to whole the proceedings to be honest <laughs> absolutely it was chaos, you
0: know? <laughs> oh god that's so funny so in so he brought brought you on and he was like i got this trilogy and you're like okay sure we'll do this um did you have any just reactions besides like um I we'll well,
2: you know, i i haven't really You know, we decided to, as I say, to do it step by step. And Mm -hmm. and so Don't Cry became this, you know, this, you know, the big thing for me of Don't Cry, which was, you know, they were the biggest band of the world Mm -hmm. pretty much at the time. So to shoot them on the top of the trans-American building down in downtown LA with a couple of helicopters and, you know, I mean, nowadays you do it all with drones and stuff like that. But those days it was like, (laughs) helicopters everywhere. And and that i think really kind of captured them and then we interwove I love that child yeah know, interwove some of the narrative but it was always very it was always very supposed to be very kind of ambiguous and piecemeal and mm-hmm. in the sense we didn't want a straight linear narrative you know we wanted to plant the seeds of various things you know throw up ambiguous and intriguing questions so you know and and Axel was right right into all this as as I was there's a Mm -hmm. famous British movie called Don't Look Now with um, Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland and if you guys get a chance you should see that movie because Mm -hmm. it because it has it plays with time jumps and like there's this you know Donald Sutherland plays this architect who he's in Venice and he sees a boat with his wife and other people, you know, on a funeral boats, like premonition of his death and all this kind huh. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, you know, and I, I, that was one of my favorite films when I was a film student. It was Amazing. made by a director called Nick Rogue, um, R-O-E-G, um, who also made performance with Mick Jagger and stuff like that. He's a real quintessential British director. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped on that, you know, to play with timelines, you know, to put stuff in so people would say, you know, we'd be intrigued by it. what does that mean? What does that mean? Why is he doing that? Why does he see Stephanie go past, you know, the cemetery in a, you know, you know, looking out the window, which is like a premonition of, is it his death or her death? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So all these kind of questions. And in a weird kind of way, we were just kind of playing with it. But the fact we're still talking about it 30 years later, for me kind of justifies that, and I think that's why people still hold a torch for, well, no, November end specifically. But,
1: yeah. Did you but know when you were well? doing it, the impact it was gonna have on culture and that that people like Robin and I would, 30 years later, you'd be having this conversation with us?
2: No, not really. Uh-huh. Uh, Tara, by the way, you got a flare coming through you. I
1: it? know, I do. It I looks cool it. though, kind Okay, of. It does look cool. <laughs> I like, know,
2: here, is hair. that
1: better? <laughs> 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 there we go. Uh,
2: Sorry, I, once a director always do it. <laughs> um so
1: and i'm like this is good it blurs my wrinkles <laughs>
2: <laughs> um sorry i just had a flashback on your podcast where you talk about your cat eating plastics. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me um <laughs> so uh I don't know why. Uh, yeah, so There's it, it,
1: a slice of life with Tara.
2: You know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think I, I, part of my favorite stuff is you guys going up the, the, the rainbow and hanging out there and oh, all the characters. God. Yes.
1: We, Andy, we can't even. Like, we can't even go there anymore. <laughs> oh really? We wore out our welcome.
0: <laughs> we just overdid it. Wow, it was we so overdid. fun. <laughs> but we go and we're like, can we sit at the table? And we, we have do. a couple times. Yeah.
2: So we incredible do. Yeah. yeah anyway so no I, I don't think culturally uh, at the time I mean when you're in the eye of the storm and you're just you know shooting guns and roses it's a bit like herding cats you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's like <laughs> yeah no it really is you know to get them all in one place at one time but you know things have a knock-on effect that's why the funeral you know uh, the big funeral in um, mm. November rain it's at daylight and the priest is there there's no member of the band. And Axel turned up later about, it <laughs> got dark and that's why we shoot him by the grave in the dark. Uh-huh. But I mean, we all, that's why we were faced with things getting bigger and not out of control, but, you know, one had to be kind of adaptable. And also... So they didn't but, show
1: up, they were supposed to, and they just didn't and you had to proceed with the scene?
2: Yeah, but, you know, it was quite weird. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a muggy gray day in LA and this kind of chill wind kind of if you actually look at the video that the priest looks up it's like and it was like almost perfect for the mm-hmm. man who ended you know not at the time I was just trying to shoot stuff but right but there's something really interesting about sometimes you're throwing a, a curveball and if you embrace it, it it gives you something else so mm-hmm. yeah they, they, they didn't show up that day I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's I think a- Axel wanted you know he had some Tooth
0: issues. (laughs) and Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and you kind of alluded to this in a little bit in the beginning of where the band was at. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's pretty obvious when watching it, but also researching that this is Axel's vision and the other guys, they were, like, just barely showing up. They didn't necessarily, like, care or they were kind of along for
2: the ride. No, not so. I mean, I think it's slightly disingenuous saying they didn't give Mm -hmm. a shit. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in the eye of their storm, you know, and there was lots of different things pulling different ways, which resulted in them splitting up eventually. But, you know, it was, say, Izzy had left, um, you know, they all started to have, you know, Slash and actually had different management. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it it, it was, you know, a a kind of powder keg volatile situation. Mm -hmm. So it's what, and I think it was just like, as long as Slash got his solo... (laughs) <laughs> you know you know there was a hierarchy you know it was started with Axel and then Axel go you know, speak slash what he wants to do for so it would kind of come down the chain and then then you get then you get to Duff who was you know bless him you know he's sober now but he was yeah. absolutely yeah wrapped then you know with on different substances and stuff you know which he would happily admit that he you know because I, I ran into him years later you know mm-hmm. I said, "Do you remember that time we were shooting in the church?" And how many different trailers? And he goes, "Andy, I, it was about three years. I don't remember a thing." Yeah. wow. <laughs> and they say, "Bless him. He's you know he's really fit now." So, um, mm-hmm.
1: oh man, he looks great.
2: He yeah. does, doesn't he? He's aging
0: yeah. for sure. Um, that's interesting. So, so Slash is solo. So he. Was he like, I want to be in front of this church? Or, I mean, it's iconic. Well, no, no let's,
2: let's take it back to Don't Cry for a <laughs> yeah. sec, right? Which because, also the Don't Cry
0: solo, yeah, I just, he throws the... A, big... there is a
2: progression, right? Yeah. There's a huge progression there. Yeah, so we wanted to do something different that wasn't on the on the top of the, um, the Trans-America building, for even though we're sure, you know, the whole song and him doing mm-hmm. solo, we want, you know, because we've now gone off onto this kind of tangent of narrative and stuff like that, or suggested narrative. Um, we thought we'd um, we do something with you know, which turned out. I don't know how, where the idea came from, but he was driving a Shelby Mustang with some girl that was screaming at him, and <laughs> he just drives the car straight off the cliff. But from the ashes, yeah. oh short so cool. I know. No, it's and been a while was, since I watched. Don't cry, man. I, oh I just gosh. watched it the other day.
1: Yeah, and yeah and I didn't it was.
2: C- what's c- interesting about it? It was where we did the the the, uh, the car crash and stuff like that. There Was a little kind of ridge of a road below that, and there was this is a technical thing, but it was the first time there'd been a thing called a luma crane, um, uh, which was which would extend out, um, telescopically rather oh. than just waving about. So we had this perfect thing to be able to, you know, come up through the undergrowth, find the broken barrier, and there was slash. Playing his guitar, so and then to cap it all, he throws the guitar deep. Yeah. But that was guitar. improv.
1: He didn't. That wasn't scripted. He. Oh no, he was scripted. It, oh, was, okay, scripted. We'll the but it was But he
2: was. But he was kind. It was kind of. No, no, no. We had a guest, you know, special <laughs> kind of gift from Gibson that they didn't really want. So <laughs> got <grow it>. <laughs> Do You know what I mean? So oh no, that no, was scripted. But it was just we didn't realize, I oh, don't know what an impact that would have because people love Slash anyway. I mean, they love the band. Yeah. You know, yeah. they love the band, But they. There's something about Slash that is true rock and roll pedigree, really. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And we didn't realize what an impact that would have, um, on Don't Cry. I mean, in fact, you know, pre social media, that was a lot of the questions were about solo, mm. huh. and I think so. When it came to November 8, taking us on to there, it was like we got to do something that is even bigger and better than that so okay. and, and in, in, in the strange <laughs> like how,
1: yeah how do you beat
0: that color? you did it yeah then it's strange is another level yeah
2: well the interesting thing again we have we haven't come up with the idea of the church yet but when we were shooting the church you know the one in downtown la you visited is not downtown la it's,
0: yeah it's like hollywood
2: yeah, hollywood whatever. yeah um and there was a bit in because that was an all night shoot and everyone's getting really pissed off and um, you know and and spending most of the time shooting Axel was definitely kissing rather. Oh my god! How <laughs> many how many takes in.
1: was that kiss? How many? <laughs> i don't think we did
2: too many of them to be honest I, every time like as like,
1: many times as i watched this video every time i see that kiss and the tongues go i like you don't know. I don't know.
2: It, was, it was weird you know, <laughs> it was like, i think we got that one um, but but, um, but during that shoot slasher got pissed off and someone had told him to stop smoking which i don't I'm not surprised you shouldn't don't
1: really tell slasher stop smoking yeah, I, just and it. so he
2: walks out, and I saw him walk out past everybody. So I went not talk to him. I said, "You okay?" He said, "Yeah, yeah." I just want to have a cigarette. But I'm fed up with people looking at me for a cigarette in a church. And I said, oh, "That's wow. quite cool that you walk out." You know, I said, "Maybe we could use that as a transition somewhere else." So it was just an idea at that point. We hadn't even mm-hmm. scripted the church, thing So um, once we kind of had that footage, it gave us a reason. To, I mean, two things. One, Axel wanted to play in a small church.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: Supposedly the interior where he's playing the piano and the, yeah. the walls disappear. And, and you know, you can see the kind of background, which is very early days CGI.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It looks a little bit crappy <laughs> at great. the time. It <laughs> seems to be... <stay> <laughs> um, so that kind of gave us the idea of the church. Um, so then mm-hmm. I was... I was was kind of briefed with, like, we need to find someone just you know, I came up with the idea of he walks out of the the big church and out the door into a small church in the middle of nowhere. Everyone said, yeah, that's great. Go find your small church, which went (laughs) to about five states, and I couldn't find the right one. And finally, I got to um, uh, New Mexico. I was in... um, What's that little town near Albuquerque? Santa Fe. Santa Fe, Santa Fe. There you go. And someone said, "Oh, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, um, a shooting, you know, a filming Western village."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I believe they've got a church part of that thing, and it's on a pallet, so you might be able to drag it out into the desert because it's right <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. So, true sure enough, we went to see it, and the guy was like. It's going to cost you three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, great. Just take it. I want to buy two days' time because I had to get people down from there. I want this church there, and my art director, then you know, built the kind of picket fence and all that kind of stuff around it. So, sorry, my computer. So, um, yeah, that's how that's how it came to that. And then, of course, you got a little church in the middle of nowhere, slash walking out with his guitar. How do you make that big? Well, you make it big with multi cameras and helicopters and all that kind of stuff. So so it does become the most epic guitar solo in history.
0: Yeah, it really is. I I keep seeing, you know, we showed the video to someone. We did an episode yesterday and someone who had never seen it before. And it's just like yeah so, <laughs> was, uh, he was a big Madonna fan at the time so I missed November rain but yeah. um yeah you just it's you taken aback by how incredible it is visually just obviously the solos it's just like it's amazing and then I've seen like um, people just say there's just nothing beats slash in front of the church it really just, nothing, like, beats it. I mean, nothing beats and it
1: on on multiple levels one the solo in itself right mm-hmm. so when you hear the solo on the on the record it hits you that way and then mm-hmm. you see you see him playing it in his stance in front of the church but also like he was so, I mean, he, he, was, <laughs> well, he was so like good looking. It's like, I can't, it, it really, it gets gets me every single time. I wanted to go back, Andy, to something you mentioned earlier, just so I can understand it. So the shot you have of him walking out of the the, the church on Van Ness, mm-hmm. did you, that was because he was, you had the idea from him walking out naturally to go smoke a cig, but that's yep. not the shot you had. You recreated it. Or okay. did you use the you did
2: no, 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 we're because we weren't shooting at the time i just okay i just wanted to
1: fly. just confirm that okay cool it
2: just gave us an idea
0: yeah wow yeah, and, and the way that shot goes with kind of this the, the song at that point too it really just like yeah it takes you to it i love yeah, that we just,
1: yeah it was meant to be yeah absolutely well
2: going be. back to your cultural points earlier that then became the template for, you know, you see so many bands after that, whether it's Ritchie, Sambor and, you know, and people like that, you know, doing huge epic guitar solos on top of mountain tops. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It became this competitive thing. But I think because We Don't Cry and Rainbow First, it kind of, you know, in the pantheon of, <laughs> you know, epic guitar solos, pretty much
0: it's interesting too because all of the guitar cells across the three they have like an element of resurrection right so uh, i mean in the first one obviously and then you know he's coming up from the water and is strange and all that stuff but um even like in don't in november rain it's kind of like there's these questions of the transition like what that means and symbolism and stuff
2: like that it could be interpreted that way too yeah it could be i mean i've had you know not just yourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> who have a good sense of humor about it all. But I've had various you know, people and students and journalists who who told me what the interpretation mm-hmm. of November rain is and stuff like that, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> because, funny. Because at the
1: end of the day, there isn't one, right? No, there I mean, isn't. Just... And
2: it's, it's deliberately kind of ambiguous. Uh, yeah, because we suggestive. always
1: interpreted it based on the dell james story so like any unanswered questions we had they were like what the f- what is that supposed to mean well in this in the story this is what that could yeah. mean so that's what we're going to go with but i think ultimately it's not meant to be deciphered it's meant to just no, be not. what it is
2: yeah and it's that was, you know one could say was inspired by that mm-hmm. I don't know. It went off on so many different tangents. It's, right. It was kind of fun, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Delphi. So <laughs>
0: uh, Yeah. I know that's one thing, too, we've talked about. There's this, like, complicated timeline of the song and then with the video and the story and all this stuff. It's hard to tell kind of where things start and end and how it ins- each inspired each other. And then because it's strange is also, like, the song from the story. I don't know. So confused. Who knows? And
2: I've I've heard, those. Yeah. I kind of agree. It's a great song, but it's, it, it's a funkest video. It's a yeah.
1: Can we talk about it? So, <laughs>
2: what did you think?
1: When- <laughs> I so want to the- go on record that I'm, I think Estranged is perfect in every way as a song and video. Andy, you nailed it. The video is i
0: mean and i you know i
1: reject this It's strange is wild it's bloated it is that it's, i i love every every moment of mm-hmm. strange because it matches the just kind of like organized chaos of the song itself yeah yeah, yeah you've know? you
2: got, you got a point there i just think it, it again that, that it was the point where axel would split up with stephanie and she was supposed to be in the third one you know there's supposed to be some reveals of you know some of the things that were suggested in you know, the other two, and she wasn't in there, you know, Axel was, I don't want another girl in the video, I'd rather have dolphins, which we took.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Great solution.
2: <laughs> and uh, we had fun with that, too. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, though, it was, I don't know, I find it quite a difficult video to look at. I mean, I love the certain bits in it, you know, like, like Slash coming out of the water, which mm-hmm. we shot on the back lot at Universal. And, and um, which was, again, another night shoot, but it was, you know, we had to build this, you know, rig where he could rise up through the water and and all that kind of stuff. And it, uh, you know, it, it was, we didn't know if it was going to work till we did it. And he was brilliant. I mean, he let us, you know, submerge him in the water, you know, with his so boots cool. nailed to the- His
1: leather, leather outfit, yeah. Yeah,
2: but his boots were nailed to the platform. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why? No, cool. Well, because if he'd fallen off and, you know, <laughs> it was just more stable that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which he thought was hysterical. Um, but you know, that's but we had divers in there, and oh my god, it was. But I think for me, it it was all falling apart rapidly at that mm. point. So I'm not as affectionate about a strange design okay. as I about the others. I mean, how do
3: you,
0: where, there was an aircraft carrier? How do you even get an aircraft carrier? like
2: you, you go to a, a think a guy called a marine consultant it was it, <laughs> a wasn't marine
0: actually, it was marine
2: consultant yeah yeah it wasn't um aircraft carrier it was a uh, it was an oil tanker oh an
1: oil tanker. where was it like in, san pedro uh, or something
2: no it was uh, south coast um uh, yeah like huntington in the gulf no in, no no south, south oh, texas yeah well what's that place called um
1: Corpus Christi
2: uh, no, no. Anyway, it was down that way in the Gulf.
1: Alabama.
2: Well, Not quite. No. <laughs> um, okay. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. It will come to me. Um, but yeah, you get you get some called a marine coordinator, wow. and, and their job is to access any kind of boat, from a small boat to a big boat, and the an oil
1: spring, rig. Wow.
2: Well, there was this was a, a a boat that was you know it was an empty oil tanker, and it was going Galveston. There you go, Galveston. Galveston. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was doing <laughs> but, um, it, So we, we got like two hours we could be on it as so long as we chop it, everyone onto it. That was a whole thing in itself. And then we had a stunt guy who, it's very dangerous to um, jump off her.
1: Yeah. So that wasn't yeah, Axel yeah. jumping off is what you're no, telling no. me. Yeah. Man, it looks like No, it. I mean, we wouldn't It looks like him, yeah, but that's the, that. that's the job of a stunt man.
2: But yeah. The trouble is at that point, your tank has to be stationary. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, you know, when the tank has got a kind of flattish bottom anyway, uh, a bit like a barge and it creates a, an underdraft. And, you know, we, we, we let Axel do it, we may never have seen him again. <laughs> um, so that was quite interesting. And, uh, I think he wanted to do it, but, you know, <laughs> you know it's a good hundred feet off of the top of yeah. the tank. And deck. I don't know why
1: early. I thought that was actually Axel.
0: I kind of did too, because it seems like choose. something that he would be like,
2: well, yeah, just he does, you it. Know, when, once, once he hits the water, and, mm-hmm. and you're underneath the water, and it comes through, that is actually an tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, him? okay. So, you're, you're suspending disbelief for only a fraction of a second. Because
1: okay. you see him
2: actually on the edge, starting to climb up. And then I think there's a reverse shot where you see the guy jump, and then the splash. So he, most of it is Axel, other than the, the physical jump. Okay. You get all my secrets. <laughs> no,
0: these, those are just little things we, we would never be able to find out. I guess. Well, we should have assumed that it was an Axel Yeah, Jeez,
1: that God. was stupid on our part. Was stupid. <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter. But for me, it, it, you know, that was that's why it's strange is the whole reason. And you talk about this later mm-hmm. that I almost like demanded that I do Garden of Eden.
3: Yeah. I was yes.
2: so fed up doing these these huge videos that just would amble into some kind of weird, surreal madness, you know what I mean? I, mean, I was losing the plot myself in, um, but we'll come to that later. But that's, that's a, that's a, you know, Garden of Eden is an antidote for me to all the big right. videos. You know, because I've I, you know, I remember having a conversation with Slash, we said, you know, that we might be playing stadiums, but, you know, really we're semi, semi you know, punk metal yeah. band who'd rather play a, a one thirty show at the uh, at the whiskey. You know what I'm saying? And and mm-hmm. that got you know. And there was a couple of tracks on that. Which I think it also inspired the spaghetti incident because they suddenly made this album. You know, once we done.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, because the, the track that track was on Use Your Illusion," "Garden of Eden," but it so like, there was, was a-, like a punk record. Yes. There was
1: a uh, Reddit a Reddit comment on the Guns N' Roses Reddit the other day that was, "What's the most metal Guns N' Roses song?" And there's a lot of people with a lot of like, r- you know, wrong opinions. But like, "Garden of Eden" kind of was like repeatedly coming up because it's the, it's so raw. I would I would call it more punk than metal, it's but it fun. is you know, especially compared. And "Use Your Illusion" has a lot of like rockin' songs, songs. "Garden mm-hmm. of Eden" is just like fast and heavy. Yep. Uh, and just like get it, I love that. I mean, that's really my wheelhouse, and the video. So, yeah, i think it's one shot just like represents all that yeah perfect
2: well, we, song. Were shoot- we were shooting a different video that day we were shooting just a very simple black and white performance video for um yesterday's yesterday's yeah I, I like and, that too yeah no i kind of like that too because that's that's very simple as well and mm-hmm. I, this conversation i had with, with slash about garden of eden i said you guys got to let me shoot like a one-shot video of this you know at the end of the day once we some shot the other video He's going, oh, yeah, sounds fun, you know, but Axel never go for it. And Axel was, wasn't in a great mood. <laughs> he
3: came down
2: late, shocker, yeah. <laughs> and he was grumpy, grumpy about a few things. And um, I said, look, just give me, you know, one rehearsal at this. And I record that and you can see that and tell me what you think. Well, once Axel saw that, he was just. All over it, and the bandwidth, they thought it was the most fun. It's <laughs> yeah. so
0: cool, it um, really is such an antidote to a strange. It's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty great in that yeah, way. Well, I,
2: I grew up in the whole punk era of, of London, uh, early 80s, and stuff like that. So, you know, that was that was my world when I started out on this mad adventure, mm-hmm.
3: right? <laughs> um,
0: this is, I do you have any. What are your thoughts on Donald Trump's affinity towards November 18? Oh <laughs>
3: well,
0: you know that you
1: know that that's how this whole thing started for us. Yeah. Was that that little that little anecdote of Trump declaring it the greatest music video of all time? And I saw that article, and here we are, a, yeah. over a year later.
2: Well, first. No.
1: <laughs> it's a like, yeah it's i don't a know lot.
2: where to start the first the first <laughs> my first reaction was oh my god that's the most ridiculous thing <laughs> then i got pretty angry and pissed, yeah, like, right. right thinking oh, i don't want any of my work Totally like, bonkers man and then it became a little kind of badge of honor that i could kind of you know be funny about you know what yeah, I'm right so, totally. I'm, so i'm kind of cool not cool about it but it's, it is what it is but i mean it's um I don't know it gives it a, a, another historical, historical Absolutely. Context, oh, absolutely. really interesting. It,
1: it it is it's funny, it's weird and I think that as as awful as Trump is, I think that it's okay to just to laugh about it. Cuz yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. it's so it's so bizarre that it's it's you can't really you can't really be mad at the end of the day. <laughs> no, no, totally. And, yeah.
0: I think it also speaks to the universal uh, like kind of the universal appeal of how the video, right? You know? Yeah. Just,
2: well yeah, but the antidote to that is I love the fact that, you know, Axel hates the fact that Donald Trump yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've immediately got this kind of cartoon yin and yang going on, which is kind of fascinating to to kind of observe from the outside, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which is uh Hey, it's made it even more notorious. I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, we had a guest on Artavana. I don't know if you've read his book yet, and he. No, I he's haven't. Talked he talked a lot actually, about it too. Yeah.
2: He, um, I was going to do some an interview with him, but um, I don't know. I didn't do it. He, he has I a don't of, phases, if you know. Yeah, totally. Today, but, no, I don't want to talk about. It, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I just I felt last week that I would got to know you guys so well <laughs> without knowing you that I just I couldn't just leave it like that. You know, and I wrote that email. And I thought, oh no, it's really mean. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> like, at least owe one, one, you know, Zoom call or whatever.
1: Yeah. But oh, we were we were ecstatic. I mean, we always kind of felt like ultimately at the end we would one wear another chat with you. Cause it just was mm-hmm. like we were just we were meant to collide at some point, but like this mm-hmm. is like a true honor. This is the peak of our podcast. I mean, this is you know, I, thought, I, 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 thought, I don't want I thought, you to I Feel uncomfortable oh, This was, is a I this is a bucket huge head.
2: deal to <laughs> us. I thought Buckethead was the peak of your
1: <laughs> Oh my god,
0: that's the, the valley. Head. I think that's the low point. Probably <laughs> <laughs> we get stuck I, I, in to it. To be
2: fair, that's when I started not listening for war. <laughs> I had to get oh, through for a month to come back. It to really, here. it really. uh Well, just I don't know. Place. I don't I don't. I mean, he's interesting. I just know, you know, after a while, it, there's not much to hang you out. Other than he's made 300 albums. I mean?
1: Right, 300 albums. So, it's like
2: more oh, let's not
1: talk about it let's not talk okay, about it yeah we're it. done, we're done. <laughs> oh no
0: um well i think like you know i was also i read a book on um, about the oral history of mtv i don't know i was reading that book and um it, I forget who it's by, but they chronicle MTV in the MTV era from like when MTV started, which I think was 84, 85. Mm-hmm. And then they say the book ends in 1992. They're like, this is MTV, is, are these years. And I was like, oh, it's so interesting. Um, and they say the reason why they decided to end in 92 is 92 um, was when the real world first aired and things started to shift. But um, your name comes up in that book often as you know one of the big directors of the era. Um, but but they also mentioned that like things kind of changed after '92 and the way that music videos were made and all this totally. stuff. Yeah. So totally. could you feel that or like yeah?
2: Yeah. For me, they, you know, the Nirvana was the was the game changer. Yeah. You know, and, and doing such kind of you know powerful grungy you know simple stuff really shone a, a mirror up to our yeah. world of bloated huge videos <laughs> and, and and but it was great it was like when punk happened you know you, you right. sometimes need these shifts you know paradigm shifts to you know to to refresh everything and um you know for me that's you know the Cold guns thing was was the end of an era and, and god I mean, was kind of my statement that you know that there was life after. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds a terrible thing because I love them to death, but you know what I mean? It's like suddenly we're surrounded by, you know, all the, the Seattle bands and, and grunge and it was fantastic, you know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, you call it nineteen ninety two VMAs. Mm-hmm. That was a watershed. I think it really was a watershed. Yeah. And um and then after that, you know, it's um videos quite rightly, you know, got leaner, meaner, cheaper, probably for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Bands were more in you know, more involved in in the you know well I, I suppose the big big artists had always been involved in their videos but mm-hmm. you know and that kind of preceded the whole world of you know YouTube and you know suddenly you could shoot stuff and edit stuff on computers yeah. you know and the whole economic dynamic has completely changed and, and probably not for a bad yeah. thing really. I mean I think yeah. it, you know what well, I like, the affection I look back on that period is that it really defined an era and I think that's going back to your earlier point that you know we didn't expect it to have that kind of cultural impact at the time but now looking back on it I think it was a very you know we all have seminal moments in our life where music you know really affects us probably as a young teenager or whatever and mine mm. was Bowie, T-Rex and all that kind of stuff. You're the
1: glam into the glam stuff?
2: Oh, yeah I was into the glam and then like, I kind of left school went to college and it was you know suddenly there were punks all around me i'm going what the fuck no. happened here? you know yeah. <laughs> i'm in a big wedge haircut and platform shoes and cool. i'm surrounded by guys with you know, safety <laughs> pins through their nose you know and i was like oh this is good i like this so um but i think that's it, 1992 was had the same similar kind of thing you know mtv had kind of run its course in in terms of the bigger videos and the big artists and let you mm-hmm. know there were five six really big artists who knew what they were doing, you know, whether it's Madonna, Prince, George Michael, you know, guns. Mm-hmm. You Michael know, Jackson. Michael Jackson, who, who I did the Slash video with. Yes, yep. yes, um, yes, yeah. Which was amazing, actually. Um, so, and I think, you know, and, and those, those people had been kind of even, they saw the opportunity kind of even before the record companies did, you know, mm-hmm. the record companies, it was like L3 marketing and the MTV yeah. was one of the biggest global companies founded on free airtime. So that's, yeah. that was a complete ripoff to a lot of people. So,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's a whole nother podcast. That one. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I think it, it, it had kind of finally kind of, you know, run, the big epic kind of video kind of run its course um, for that time. And, uh, you know, there was a desire for, more eclectic interesting mm-hmm. weird you know whether it's you know smashing pumpkins or you know nirvana or you know pearl jam you know it was just it was it was just felt really fresh
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and then i mean so i
2: so i felt like you know in the flint when they used to put the cat outside the door mm-hmm. do you remember the beginning of the Flintstones? Oh, okay. the animals the cat tries to get into the wind and they put the cat outside the door. That's yeah. how I felt after 1992. Right. <laughs> I was like, "Right, okay, go do something else for a while.
1: I mean, did you reevaluate your career? And like, was there a, a moment where you were like disheartened by stuff?
2: No, but I knew th- the game was up for a while, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, and the two big things were happening was the R&B thing was getting huge. Right. Um, which again was great but you know there was there was a fashion then to go to you know urban directors which is great mm-hmm. as well you know yeah. that was fantastic you know and um, and I kind of got boxed into this kind of big superman metal hair kind of mm-hmm. thing that was the thing that had kind of gone which is yeah, yeah. so you, you naturally kind of reevaluate, and then I'd been in LA for a while and I just, for family reasons and stuff, when my dad was not getting any better, he was ill and I, I went back to the UK and, and kind of started a commercials career and I didn't really do many many videos after that. Wow. Um, I kind of felt I'd had my mum.
0: My... Yeah, you're my life. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> but, it,
2: but videos like November end, it's like the videos that keep on giving. I mean, there's not always sure. I don't talk to somebody. It's though.
0: wild. You know, I, that's the one thing we'll go into the YouTube every every so often and it just continues. It's so the views mm. up and up and up and people are there in the comment section watching it. And it's really just doesn't ever fade away in that sense. And I think it's having like a second renaissance. Well, something's going on. I mean, they, on. I mean they just did a massive tour
1: and, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I think it's I think the fans and people who weren't fans but know about them they've kind of re-evaluated them they, they don't particularly care, care whether grunge happened or not you know mm-hmm. you either like the band or you don't you know all so right. we will have preferences and stuff like that but one of the really interesting things where i noticed the global impact of yeah. those guns videos was i did some work in russia i uh, did some commercials in russia and when i went there you know because they probably had to watch MTV illegally through some <laughs> weird feed when the, you know before yeah. the, the wall came down and stuff like that and I was absolutely revered like a walking god on this earth like <laughs> <don't> like November 8 <laughs> some of the guns there and and then you thought oh God these, these kids were like you know in their bedrooms probably secretly watching MTV no wonder it had a fucking impact on them mm-hmm. you know what
1: right.
2: that mm-hmm. was really that was kind of flattering to know that.
1: I mean, they were seeing like the West and what you know, like they were living in this mm-hmm. militarized state. Like they were mm-hmm. seeing what the world was really like and their mm-hmm. their view and what they thought was happening, November eight. That was reality yeah. to them. And, yeah, and it uh, yeah. it's it's we talk we've talked a lot about guns are like current day, like the biggest super fans, like the biggest fan bases are in Brazil, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, but uh mm-hmm. Eastern Europe and Russia. Like that's yeah, that's right. where these people are because like these oppressed, you know, the that kind of look at America as this, yeah, yeah. you know, the top tier of what in, what living's gonna be, mm-hmm. you know, even though they're wrong, like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But, you know, I think that has that plays into a lot of why these type of demographics latch on so strongly to bands yeah, like Guns okay. N' Roses.
2: But hmm. in a sense, I didn't realize that till a long, long time afterwards, till
1: mm-hmm. I actually
2: visited some of those places. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't on my radar that they would have such a kind of, cultural impact on uh-huh. lives and of course it does you know because it's like it's like when I you know when I was a kid and me and my brother used to you know steal my dad's radio and listen to pirate radio at mm-hmm. night in the thing and that was just, in a way that's the same thing you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah I grew up on secretly listening to you know radio stations that were illegal in the UK because you they were pirate there are things called pirate radio stations why were they illegal <laughs> Because the British state at that time, unless it's the BBC, you know, they're <laughs> all their radio stations, or you know, regional radio stations. It wasn't like America. It wasn't like, you know, five, six, seven radio stations in each, each city catering for different things. Um, you know, we were severely restricted. So in Europe, there used to be these pirate radio stations. that They were called pirate because they literally were broadcast off boats in international yeah. waters. Wow. So, yeah, there's a very famous one called Radio Caroline, and <laughs> cool. my brother used to listen to that. But I think that's the same thing. You know, you you know people kids from the Russia or Eastern Europe or Brazil, or whatever, as you say, they've kind of vision of America. You know, those videos kind of embody that moment in time with mm-hmm. which was a seminal influential moment that we all everybody has. I mean, I bet you two could say, right, that was my three years with, mm-hmm. you know, music really hit to me and it's pretty influenced you ever since you
3: know? yeah.
0: yeah 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 and then in 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 the visuals in november rain beyond just like the uh metaphors and the storyline or whatever like that's so rock and roll too like we have these like epitome of rock stars you got slash in front of the church the orpheum shots are just like incredible so i think there's also that to like easy to latch on um and excellent yeah i mean yeah, you it know looks-
2: just, awesome. look at the band. just look at the band for a second. Yeah. Their names, right? Axel, Slash, yeah. Dizzy, Izzy. Just, you know what I mean? They're all cartoons, aren't they? Yeah, yes, they're, they're caricatures of no, 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 no. So, you know, we did play into that. These these are the archetypal caricatures of rock stars. You
3: know,
2: mm-hmm, like. right. And we shameless, unash- unashamedly, you know, li- kind of promoted that in a way. Because that's kind of half the mystique of it. You know, when you say that you know, when Slash is not just playing guitar, he walks out. I think God, he's so gorgeous. You really? that's you're not the only one. Yeah. oh, there. I know, man. I, mean, that- I think a
1: lot of women's, <laughs> a lot of women's girls' puberty was like shaped by that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying it, it's that. Yeah, we were playing to the gallery in that respect because we had the tools. We had the the greatest cartoon rock and roll band in the world, and I don't <laughs> mean cartoon in a in a in a derogatory way. Yeah, I just mean, uh, yeah totally. Of, they were images, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were images of what, you know, slashed out of what he used to wear, the and, you know, the way he used to swagger, the way he walks out of that church, uh, Yeah, you know, all Spatter. that kind of stuff. I mean, look at, look at the way Axel even dresses now. I mean, uh, he, you know, he dresses.
1: In the same ways
2: he it's the same ways he did with the shirt around you know and things hanging out of his you know
1: yeah
2: je- jeans that are all split and his cowboy boot you know that hasn't changed for thirty years yeah, that's <laughs> really.
1: kind of true lots of bracelets yeah. Uh, yeah yeah
2: no absolutely and and but but that is their brand and yeah and yeah I say it's not I'm not being derogatory about that it's a fantastic brand but they it kind of came to them naturally it, it yeah. Was, You know, in that respect, they were a force of nature that happened as Nirvana were in their own. You know, sometimes you get bands and artists that are just a complete force of nature, and they were definitely that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting too, doing this podcast, you know, we have become the Guns N' Roses girls. um, But, you know, with my peers and friends that have no idea, like, They haven't got into Guns N' Roses in the same way, but now they are connecting to like kind of that they know like Slash, like the look of Slash and Axel this, even though they've probably never sat down and listened to any music, but like you can attach onto and have a a connection to those archetypes and the the cartoonish uh, nature of Guns N' Roses more so than other bands. Like no one's doing that with like Motley Crue or whatever. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. I but, mean,
1: yeah. To to a different to a different extent. I mean, Motley Crue was like a more glamorized version yeah. of that. I mean, Motley Crue did makeup and and more ornate like costumes versus just like cool looks. Yeah, for, I, I mean,
0: for Guns N' Roses, it was really. I feel like it was really genuine. Absolutely. Rock, like like they were just rockers yeah. and rollers, and yep. And then you got. You know they all fit into their different categories it's yeah. great yeah totally. yeah yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah i didn't work with motley crew i got turned down by the
1: <laughs> oh well maybe for
2: the best
0: yeah yeah um oh my god do we have um we thought so we have like some unanswered questions you were answering a lot of them yes um, yeah. but i i mean like
1: actually so, like the biggest one yeah go for so it. um if you've listened to our podcast so you know that we have so there are three unanswered questions I have here for you and um one of them is a pretty huge deal to us if you can answer this it, it really will change my life um and I'm just gonna <laughs> jump I'm gonna jump right into it Andy who jumped through that
2: cake I thought you guys knew we don't <laughs> no know one
1: knows well we don't one, know one, one, someone one knows your, we don't one,
2: know one of your earlier podcasts you someone, came up with a name
1: steve henderson is Someone the name we came steve up with henderson but
0: that was a who is twitter that commenter that was a guy on twitter I, we got it, a f- yeah
2: <laughs> it's not i'm holding it back um <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy was a stump guy
1: yeah just, I, I, it I, like was him, I, but is is it steve is that the guy it's been I 30 know, years I just,
2: it's been 30 years I yeah, don't have a but I mean,
1: it but it was a okay so because you know on wikipedia it's mistakenly attributed to ricky rachtman yeah, still to him. this day Definitely yeah no. Yeah, so of just just was. a stunt guy and actually yeah. I want to talk about that shot specifically so t- can you can you talk a little bit about what <laughs> can you talk about the cake job
2: it's yeah so cool. absolutely I can do really I mean That's- that that end scene where the rain comes down. I mean, some said, that's ridiculous. Rain doesn't fall like that. You know, there's too much rain. And I said, no, it's metaphorical. That's Mm. why we wanted a complete deluge that people have to literally run for it. We wanted to to create total fucking mayhem and um, deliberately, and the band were kind of, you know, tired and grumpy and, and all that kind of stuff. So we just, we thought we'd have some fun with it. But we did have a, we had talked about, someone jumping through a table, not okay. necessarily the cake. Okay. And as I remember it. And you literally the cake's just standing there and there's rain pouring on anything. And thinking, this cake's not going to last that long. <laughs> right. So we had two or three cameras, you know, spoke to the stunt guy, whoever the stunt guy was, and said, Can you can you you know fall through that table? And he kind of pre- he he'd kind of prepped the table anyway. He said, "Well, you do want you want me to take the cake with it?" And we went, "Yeah, fuck it. just <laughs> just go for it, because there ain't going to be a second shot." So it was and, one
1: take done. We were wondering yeah, well, how we many had, cakes.
2: One cake. You know, one one cake, but we had like three cameras or whatever, on it shooting different frame rates. And one's a bit oh. slow mo, and the other one's less slow mo. Oh,
1: so good.
2: And and it became this, <laughs> <I> mean, this <laughs> kind of, you know, an epitome <laughs> of the madness of of the whole kind of thing at the time but but I'm really you know in a funny kind of way I really like it because it's 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 like a bad dream it's supposed to be like a fucking bad dream
3: yeah
2: you know what I mean when she throws the you know the the bouquet and it lands on the coffin and then the color drains out of it like blood and I mean it's like a bad dream well it
1: is because he wakes up mm, in the end of the video
2: yeah he does yeah he does exactly So, so that so I I can excuse the kind of monstrosity of that yeah. setup, you know, because I like the fact that the kids. You know, I had one guy; he wasn't shooting the main action. I had one guy picking up little stuff, and he was the guy who picked up those kids running, you know, crawling under the table and stuff like that. So, it, you know, we wanted it to have like a be like a kind of Godfather wedding that all mm. went horribly wrong, and um, <laughs> but be a kind of fly on the wall as well. So, as you say, you see the kids kind of crawling under things; they didn't want to get wet and stuff like that. So. It was a bit, yeah, a bit more kind of fly on the wall than than we'd imagined, it, it became more fun for it because it was, you know, it kind of played into the, the chaotic nature of it. Yeah, it's great.
0: A lot of people, we, you know, we ask people um, how they think Stephanie died and the first reaction is like, the rain? Like,
3: yeah. the rain,
0: get the cold November rain. <laughs> Without like, no, and you're like,
2: Maybe. Well, no, you know, you don't, don't know. cry. They're fighting over a gun. Yeah, you know, right. And, and and which is probably one of the worst setups I've ever shot in my mm-hmm. life because Thanks. you know Axel wanted to kind of choreograph it, and I had a you know a stunt guy, and it was just I, I still wince when I see that setup. It's so staged oh, Yeah, I know. But anyway, whatever. And um and and I think the inference in the story was that you know yeah she shoots half her face. Off. Right, she shoots her face and, off and half, because of the. Yeah, and half of that, you know, and that was supposed to be revealed in three, which never got revealed. In oh, interesting. Okay, because she wasn't in it, so yeah, you know, we had to go off piece at that point.
1: Um, another unanswered question, and for some reason, Robin doesn't has never found this important for someone who does a November Rain podcast, which is so it location based. What cemetery do you recall? What cemetery you shot those scenes
2: at? Yeah, that was um, LA cemetery. Um, down off the 405 somewhere. I I, I could probably figure it out.
1: Was it it was it uh, Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills? Does that sound familiar? Was it um... they,
2: they both sound familiar because I probably skim Those are two them. that's
1: one cemetery. Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills oh. is is a major cemetery in LA. It's off the 134 though.
2: Oh, is it? I have a friend friend who no it wasn't that way it was definitely okay
1: okay interesting
2: I would I would
1: like to know Andy because I'm I like to go to cemeteries she's a cemetery weirdo yeah so (laughs) so if you yeah if you could find out for me and then um another dumb question on the
0: cemetery though is it the same ones that are in November rain and in don't cry is it was that
1: no no, no, no. no. yeah
2: they're interesting that Um, one that one was more beverly hills yeah okay interesting they were west side
1: i really kind of had it wrong because a lot of those like a lot of the la cemeteries are set up pretty similarly so i kind of thought i'd be able to identify it but i wasn't able to because i know my cemeteries but kind of like (laughs) you know let
2: let me delve into i have a friend who might know Exactly. Okay, awesome.
1: So um, another question is really dumb, but we know that obviously Matt Sorum was hired to replace Steven Adler for Use Your Illusion and mm-hmm. is in the, these videos. And he is featured in the Orpheum scenes, mm-hmm. but he's really not featured in much else of the November Rain video. Yeah, yeah, he's not at the wedding. He's not at the wedding and he's not at the rainbow. Is there a reason for that?
2: No comment. <laughs> okay <laughs> his relationship with axel was pretty fractious even yeah. at this point early yeah, at this point it was, okay it was it was and and um it was it was kind of st- stupid face off but it was just like you know they they both thought each other kind of dissed each other about yeah sort of things and and i just think you know out of everyone which is kind of weird because he wasn't in the original band but you know matt was you know did feel disconnected from we've
1: heard that yeah
2: he um and uh couldn't kind of figure out why you know axel hmm. was doing this and wasting so much time and money on it I mean, but it's really it's kind of none of his business i mean I yeah, we've matt. heard that
1: he I would like speak up against well, axel that's it. i think that's oh,
2: yeah.
0: the thing is matt was like the only one that didn't really kiss axel's yeah. ass in this or, of the new people
2: like 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 the dizzy, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they were dizzy, and they were just quiet. Yeah, right. They They were there to do a job. They do a job, non-confrontational. Right. I think you know, things, certain things with Matt would get to him, like you know, Axel going on on stage late, and you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff used to really wind him up. Because even though you know, uh Matt had his own problems, if you know what I mean, he was he was consummately professional uh uh-huh. you know and if he was there to do a job he'd do his job as best of his ability i like man; i've seen him a few times yeah since then,
1: so he fun. just wasn't there like him and Axel. it was just mutual like he didn't want to be there with axel Axel didn't want to be there with him he did the orpheum live shots and that was just kind of like he had a kind um, of
2: thing well unless i'm playing drums there's no point got yeah.
1: it oh interesting okay. cool um
0: that's well thinking of the, uh, something I wanted to ask you about the yesterday's video. The yesterday's video is all just like um, there's the picture slideshow of just of the original lineup and all of the.
1: But that's what the song's about,
0: yeah. It just it it seems. Is. I
2: mean, I th- I was, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Robin. It, it was just supposed to be a performance thing, and the yeah. kind of cool black and white performance thing. It was during the edit that that Axel wanted to, you know, put some of the old photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still part. You know, it was like a love affair with. Izzy that kind of broke right, up yeah. you know what I'm saying and he was still he, he was still pining for him because it yeah. was kind of you know him yeah. and Izzy and Slash were even before Duff were the original members and it was it was like you know his little gang being broken up I think that's yeah. why Axel would get so kind of angry and upset at things you know because he likes to have everything you know, yeah he's had the, he envisaged them. Man. He just uh, he found it really difficult when Izzy left. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there are two songs on User Illusion that are about their friendship and and mm-hmm. about it falling apart yesterday's and 14 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, Izzy, let's like as he recorded and wrote a lot of those songs. I mean, he was a primary songwriter on these songs. And mm-hmm. so when you like when you did the yesterday's video, I'm just speculating, you know, like he didn't have to show up for anything. So there was no reason for him not to appear because he did play on the song. Mm-hmm
3: you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and it was yeah. about him and Axel's relationship. Yeah. It, it's definitely. kind of like a, it's kind of a cute love story. And Axel did famously call him his one true friend. Yeah. and then it, was,
2: it was a, a bromance really mm-hmm. because, Yeah, you know, because you know, why guns were the vision of Izzy, you know, Izzy always wanted. Yes. To, you know, he was the ones. architect
1: of guns and roses.
2: He was. Yeah. You know, he, he was like Keith Richards of the stones. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. was kind of like yep. chugger chugger rhythm guitar player, you know, I'm the guy who is, is the engine room of this band, and he was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and I think that it hurt Axel quite a bit.
0: Yeah. 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 It. And man, look at it still today.
1: Still, you yeah. know, he's he really held that line like pretty. So like, no, I think I think the easy story. Yeah. You know, when people, when I talk to people who you know know about Guns N' Roses but don't necessarily know as much as Robin and or and I, you know, a lot of the question we hear. I get asked, "Is what's what happened with Izzy?" And they think it's like this overcomplicated thing, but it wasn't. He just plain and simple was done, and he had to move on, and he had to do what was best for him, and that was it. But he's held firm for thirty-one years. Yeah, it come- was also
2: to, to do with his health. Yeah, it had I mean, to do with he, his health
1: and his sobriety, yeah. and yeah, his he sobriety, did. He just you know, could not
2: be on the road in a rock. He couldn't do it, and, and it's States as simple over. as that. Absolutely.
1: And working just, with Axel, of course, wasn't easy, but that really was secondary to the fact that he needed to stay sober. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I was just stuck out of the biggest rock and roll band. Yeah. In the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Make That's that wild. user illusion like, like streaming money and, you know, live in Ojai and live a simple life. I can't, can't blame the guy at all.
2: No, mm-hmm. no, no. I mean, you anyway. know, it's got to work what works. I mean, in a funny kind of way, that's why Axel took 20 years out and tried to make Chinese democracy, isn't it? I mean, he yeah. actually was kind of retreating himself, I think. Yeah. You know, because the Use Your i had like, been so big and... Mm-hmm. and um, before to sit back and probably thought too too much about it. I mean, I don't know. I yeah, seen
3: years,
2: it I, haven't, I haven't run into actual what like you have on oh, <laughs> yeah. Let It Go. Can you? <laughs> oh boy! One of my favorite podcasts.
1: Oh my gosh! Can't oh, believe yes. I still can't believe that happened. It's
2: so funny! <laughs> so I, did, I just... pissed myself off. You know, it is one. incredible. <laughs>
1: and like when it happened, Andy, people didn't believe us. Like they thought we were like making up, making it up just for like. Listens or what it's like, we couldn't believe it happened either. It, no, like it shouldn't, have,
0: it shouldn't have happened, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the estranged house we were going to go see, the we just wanted
2: to
1: see the estranged house. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know,
2: it's a weird thing. Axel, once, once he's in at his home, it's his fortress, really, but he doesn't treat the front gates like a fortress.
1: No, I mean, I've no, know, it he doesn't. Would, he was he was standing on the sidewalk.
2: Sometimes I'd go up there and he'd, he'd, he'd come to the gates himself and let me in and stuff, you know, he wouldn't get some. Minion to you know,
0: yeah.
2: open the gates or do it electronically. I mean, that's his comfort zone. Once he's in there, he's really comfortable. Wow. He's really comfortable.
0: Yeah, it is pretty. I, like, think that,
2: I think the rest of the world and what he has to do stresses. You know,
0: right. Yeah. I, I think it's like pretty crazy that he's just been living in the same house for 30 years. Like think of any other super rich person there. Bopping it's a around beautiful home. Yeah. It's not it's palatial. Gorgeous.
1: It's a, you know, but I think that like what Andy just said, like Axel... Suffers from maybe some, you know, social anxiety and mm. some. Yeah, he's comfortable there. Why change yeah, it? he is.
2: I mean, I've always had the best, my best and most comfortable conversations with him while he's there. Why change
1: um, it? It's a safe space.
2: It's a safe space, and, yeah. and I totally get that. And um, you know, he, he loves it out there. And yeah, um, yeah, you know, it's just far enough away to be far away. You know, you know, out of out of you know Malibu or out of Hollywood, mm-hmm. but then it, but then it's close enough so he can have access there if he needs it, but he's yep. comfortable out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll maybe have so to i back.
2: Sorry, I, I can't answer two of your three.
1: <laughs> it's okay. No, you know no, what? Quite, quite frankly, Andy, I'm kind of like, as much as I wanted to know, I kind of also dreaded the closure because it, it's going to like kind of like cut off a lot of like the dumb shit I like to talk about. So we're good. <laughs> we're good. We'll and, find that cake jumper. We're going to find okay. that cake jumper. No, Hopefully he's not dead. Yeah, no, but 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 we're going to find him.
2: The thing is, I did, a, um, there's a journalist friend of mine called Gil Kaufman. who's just doing a thing for no- that November rain for Billboard.
1: Mm-hmm. We've heard I about this. Him- no, you told us this. Someone told us Yeah, this. I
2: did. Yeah, I did. Okay. I've, I've given him your contact. Stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I said, oh actually, amazing. You have, speak, you have to speak to these two. <laughs> people. They are just know they know more about the video <laughs> than bad. I do. So oh really my
1: goodness, do. that would be incredible if we got contacted by that. <laughs> um
2: but he said one well, of the first things he said, oh, there's this big Reddit chat about you know who's the gate jumper? So it's become like
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it I was a miss. The misinformation, because then after you look, you're like, wait, that is not. That doesn't look like Ricky.
1: Yeah. That doesn't look like the Reverend. Oh, and then, yeah. then no, like, I mean, the, the other
2: thing was because we only had one take. Sorry, going to go back to it. We only yeah. had one take. He was supposed to kind of just fall through the table, but he kind of took it upon himself to do this almost like high jump through. <laughs> he nailed <laughs> it. He <laughs> it was just like it.
0: directly <laughs> right in the middle. It's true professionals. Yeah, he's got the beautiful this, hair, and
2: we were like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so
3: cool.
0: Yeah, Yeah, there
2: was there was elements of that where things not went right, but they didn't go wrong, but it was something you didn't expect. And it worked. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think like top top scenes November Rain. We got in front of the church, cake jump, smirking priest, the boys at the bow. Um, it's a whole. I mean, yeah,
1: it's hard to rank
0: them. I mean, I think bangs. That's yeah, got too yeah. Yeah, (laughs) those are those are the real iconic moments for me. Yeah, just like iconic shot
1: after iconic shot. Like truly, I mean, it's just like in the psyche of you know American culture. eh? It's it's a pretty it's a pretty incredible incredible thing that you did there. I mean, even if (laughs) it is, I don't know, like
2: if Donald Trump (laughs) thanks
1: thanks Donald J Trump, (laughs) no.
2: I we mean, had we've had talked to so
1: good. many people about this and just from various walks of life. And I mean, everybody for the most part has a pretty strong opinion on it. So, I mean, like it's, yeah. it's definitely permeated so much, you know? Yeah.
0: Other people have, you know, most people have, or some people might have other favorite music videos for X, Y, and Z reasons, but no one's like, everyone's like, they can see and understand that November rain is iconic, like they get important, it. They get it. you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like the question mark on. Is it the greatest music <laughs> video? Ever? We'll like, find out. We're still, we're well, still not sure. I mean, I'm, I I'm, we're, we're always walking
1: know. the edge. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. well, I, I think uh, you've got to keep pursuing it.
0: Yeah, we'll Please. keep doing it. Well, thank you so much. Um, well, you, I am should do
2: this again. Well, now we're, yeah, now anytime, anytime. Andy,
0: anytime.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got it, we've been you know hour 10 now i've got to go and do something
1: yeah, yeah absolutely hear, um,
0: your evening ahead of you so yeah. thank you so much thank you
2: thank you we're so
0: happy thank that you. we got to have a conversation with you and um yeah we will
1: we will talk soon to but
2: stay in yeah, touch no 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 no, no 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 definitely um but i enjoyed it thank you for uh, yeah, thank you no problem enjoying thank the you. fun of it that <laughs> yeah is, that's really what we are here
3: for we
0: hope we hope so we're we're so happy to hear that because we didn't know okay all right well thanks guys